Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we hit up part two of our Fantasyland guide. The episode ended up being so long that we split it up into two episodes, so there will be a Fantasyland part three coming soon. Find all episodes of the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review. Special thanks and shout out to D. Dean for your recent review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Also, consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Thanks everyone for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. Before we get started today, we just wanted to give a special shout out and thank you to our new Patreon subscribers, Hamilton H., Sean C., Steve K., and Jamie R. Thanks so much. We really appreciate your support. Remember, if you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter to help us to fund the show and also receive some bonus content, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Thanks so much to everybody who's supporting so far. In our last episode, we took a look at all the rides and attractions of Fantasyland uh, for our Fantasyland Guide Part 1. And now we're going to finish things up with our Fantasyland Guide Part 2. I was overwhelmed with the number of rides and attractions in Fantasyland. It's just so expansive. I'm still kind of not over it. Yeah, and it, we're not going to be over it after we finish characters and dining reservation, you know, dining locations and everything else, shopping. It's, yeah. <laughs> Hang on to your seats, folks. It's a pretty, It's a pretty big place. When I said that I could spend a whole day in Fantasyland in the last episode, in my head, I was like, do I really believe that? But reflecting, I'm pretty sure I could spend a full day in Fantasyland and be pretty happy. Totally. I mean, I think you'd be out a lot of money. Uh, Spoiler alert, once we talk about some of the dining options, if you are going for table service, but we'll get there. So let's kick things off with characters. So if you love characters, I think Fantasyland is the place for you to be. Let's first start by talking about the character meet and greets that you can get a Fast Pass Plus reservation for. So there are three of those, and they're all princesses. Off the top of your head, Leslie, do you know, or at least know the locations? So yes, there's Princess Fairytale Hall and Ariel's Grotto are two of the set locations you can see characters. Yep, and they're both Fast Passable. Princess Fairytale Hall, Disney advertises that Kind of like you don't know, like I was on the website yesterday and they're like, kind of like, you don't know who's going to be there, but it's been the same four princesses as far as I know, ever since Anna and Elsa moved over to Epcot. So I'm pretty sure you can bank on it being Elena and Cinderella as a pair and Rapunzel and Tiana as a pair. That's the pairs that we've seen. You know, I haven't seen others. Like I saw online that maybe Aurora would be there sometimes from Sleeping Beauty, but I've never seen her there, and I've, I can't really find any proof of that. But if you have seen Aurora at Princess Fairytale Hall, please uh, let us know. So the pairs of princesses are two separate Fast Pass reservations. You either Fast Pass Plus for Elena and Cinderella or for Rapunzel and Tiana or for whatever pairs of uh, princesses are available. You said last episode that you kind of missed uh, your daughter's princess phase. Have you ever been to Princess Fairytale Hall? Can't say that I have. Um, yeah, we really did miss the princess face <laughs> at Disney World. Um, we ate it up when we were at Hong Kong Disneyland, and I was went, we went there on a trip when she was five. So you have you have taken this burden upon yourself with your daughter to do all of these things. I know. Yeah, and a little bit my son, if I'm uh, being honest, he loves Anna and Elsa right now, and you know all the more power to him. Absolutely. So yeah, Princess Fairytale Hall. Uh, what I found is whether it's Elaine and Cinderella or Rapunzel and Tiana. I've had great success, fast pass refreshing 
for these character meet and greets. So my daughter has met all four of them. It's a really well appropriated uh, setup in there. Like the pictures are really nice and pretty. They're each pair of princesses is in the same room, but you meet one and then you move to the other. If you're interested in meeting princesses, you don't have to dedicate a advanced fast pass plus reservation to this when it was on an elsa you did but you don't really have to do that anymore as long as you fast pass plus refresh you should be able to find it um sometime later in the day and i presume uh, photo pass photographers are there is, is is that right yeah i don't think that the robot photographers have been added to princess fairytale hall yet but i'm not sure because uh i'm not too up on where uh disney has inserted the automated photo opportunities and then ariel's grotto have Ariel gets pretty busy. I think in some ways she's, in terms of if you're actually waiting in standby, she is more busy than the princess pairs at Princess Fairytale Hall. And maybe it just feels that way because at the end you only get one picture, whereas with the princesses you get pairs. But same deal. Usually I just fast pass plus refresh and then that's how um, we get to meet Ariel. And then she's like sitting in a clamshell or whatever. You know, it's like, it's all under the sea uh, when you go to meet her. Ha <laughs> ha. The thing you should know about Fantasyland is there are a lot of character meet and greets that kind of just, you know, there's no Fast Pass Plus reservation for them, but you can meet um, these people. One that is set, it's like indoors, is at Pete's Silly Sideshow, which is kind of in the big or near the big top tent near Storybook Circus. So Donald, Goofy, and Daisy are there all the time. And Pluto is currently there because it's usually Minnie, but she's uh, wearing her white confetti dress for the Mickey and Minnie's happiest celebration right now. Actually, that's what they call in Tokyo Disney Sea, but it's their 90th birthday thing. Um, and then you can also meet Gaston. He hangs out outside of his tavern. Pooh and Tigger hang out outside of uh, Winnie the Pooh, the ride. Uh, Marita is in Fairytale Garden. That's right across from Cosmic Rays. Alice, I didn't know this one. I was looking up online, but have you ever seen her out? But apparently outside of Matt Tea Party, Alice hangs out. Um, I never, I'd never even seen her. I've never spotted her there. I've spotted her in the equivalent place in Disneyland plenty of times, but yeah. That's a new one to me. I was kind of thinking, like, I'm not even sure where that would be set up. Apparently, she hangs out there in the morning. Keep an eye out for that. All the, all the other ones, although we've never stopped for any of them, we've seen them. Um, but Alice hadn't seen. And also, Peter Pan hangs out outside his ride. Uh, I hadn't seen him either. So, you know, you can find all of those. And there are also sometimes just random character meet and greets, and especially during the parties, like the Halloween parties. So there's a lot of kind of nooks and crannies in Fantasyland to meet characters, if that's your thing. Definitely. And always... Check your app for more character information because this does change. This will be outdated at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's probably outdated already. I think that's a great tip, Leslie, because you know I've noticed that the app really does stay on top of what characters are going to be where at what time. And slowly but surely, Disney seems to be figuring out this My Disney Experience app. And you know they keep releasing updates and it gets a little bit better each time. Famous last words when you want a fast pass refresh. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They have they have <laughs> taken away some nice functionality that used to be really useful. Talking about hanging out in Fantasyland for a day, you know, that's, you know, over 10 characters that you could meet. You could just spend, you know, and especially if you have a child who's not super into rides, um, you know, this is the kind of thing that you can do and just have a magical day in the Magic Kingdom without, you know, worrying about waiting in line for rides. You can wait in line for autographs instead. And didn't you say that your kids are really getting into autographs? So, you know, maybe next time, you're going to have to check some of these princesses and characters off your list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We did pretty much every character that was in Animal Kingdom on our last trip. So I think I think uh, Magic Kingdom will be will be next on our next trip. But, but I think Pete's Silly Sideshow is probably going to be the one that they are going to want to do the most. Just the Fab Five 
characters are always a hit at every age and stage. So if you don't have a princess phase, that's that's the place to to knock a lot out. Yeah, you can get three fifths of them right there. And I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Pete's Silly Sideshow, if you show up like at 9.55 or 9.50, you're really only going to wait in line for like five to 10 minutes. Um, and so that's kind of the way to go. You know, the line can get up to like 30 to 40 minutes in the middle of the day. But, you know, really, if you go there bright and early at 10 a.m. when it opens, so you can already rope drop some of the thrill rides that you want and then swing over there, get all four of those characters in a really efficient amount of time. So we do that almost every time we're in the Magic Kingdom because I think I've said it before, but my son loves the ducks. Both ducks. Very, he's very into them. And so he must meet them uh, every single time. All right, Joe. Well, I'm getting hungry. So let's move on to the food in Fantasyland. Yeah. So there are a lot of small kiosks slash counter service places. We're not going to go through all of them. One thing that we'll say is buy Pete's Silly Sideshow. Uh, there's big top treats. They kind of have like cotton candy, caramel apples. Goofy's Glacier drinks and stuff like that. It's kind of like carnival type food. Those offerings are unique. You're not going to get stuff like that uh, in most of the other parks. So if you're interested in that kind of fare, and you know those are just snacks, obviously, uh, do check that out. And there's awesome merchandise in there as well. There's like other random places like Cheshire Cat Cafe where you can um, get drinks and stuff like that. But let's just move to the counter service um, restaurant. So let's start with Be Our Guest, which um, happens in... The Beast's Castle. So have you been to Be Our Guest for counter service? I have. I've been for breakfast. I have not been for lunch, and I have certainly not been for the the table service dinner. But yeah, I went actually in the first year it was open, and I was kind of underwhelmed. I mean, the buzz is just so great about Be Our Guest that I think my expectations were set too high. I mean, I just found it was like, yeah, it was fine. It was breakfast. But, um, you know, it it was a little bit magical in that they use your magic bands to just deliver your food to the right place. You know, you're like, how do you know who I am? And here comes my food. And that's fun. That would be fun for kids for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's, it's fine, but the buzz may be, the hype may be more higher than the actual experience. Have you eaten there? Yeah. So I've been there for lunch a few times and yeah, it's a, it is a beautiful dining establishment and there are three separate rooms. There's kind of like the big hall where they do their dance. Um, and then there's like the Rose room, which is like really dark. Like, I don't think I'd actually like want to eat there, but they have a replica of the Rose, uh, the beast's Rose. And then there's also a third room, which is kind of, there's like a bunch of paintings in there and stuff like that. So it's cool to like walk around and the food was fine. Um, I hear the food keeps getting worse and worse as uh, it kind of goes, but I wouldn't say it was like, it's never been bad. Like, actually, I really like the food there. And I do like that the food gets delivered to you. What I would say is what I like about this counter service restaurant is that if you have a reservation, you can order everything beforehand. And then you wait in a much shorter line and you basically sit down and then the food gets brought to you in like five minutes. So I really like that. And so this kind of advanced ordering option existed before mobile ordering existed. Um, And so now that mobile ordering is more prevalent at a lot of the counter service restaurants. It's not as big of a deal, but I really appreciated that. I think it's the kind of thing that you try once just to get a look inside the castle. And one more note, a lot of people do like to make early reservations for breakfast at Be Our Guest. And then they like just chow down their breakfast and then kind of run straight to Seven Doors Mine Train because you can often beat the rope droppers uh, if you're in there for a breakfast reservation at say like eight o'clock. 
that's commitment. It is commitment. Because it's always fun to ride to ride roller coasters right after you've just chowed down on a breakfast. Yeah, nothing like a stomach full <laughs> of scrambled eggs to uh, – luckily, uh, as we said, Seven Doors Mine Train is kind of mild. So it's not going to be too bad. True. Other, other counter service restaurants are Gaston's Tavern and Pinocchio Village House. Have you been to Gaston's? Yeah, I've gotten a snack or two at Gaston's in the past. It was a huge hit with my father. We did a multi-gen trip a couple of years ago, and he thought it was just like the right um, – I don't know how to say it. Just the right atmosphere and the right combination of food and you know whimsy. Um, so that was big, big thumbs up from Leslie's dad. And I've not eaten at Pinocchio Village House. I think that's just kind of a little bit of a throwaway. You know, you just need to get food for the kids and get it fast. And it doesn't matter if it's if it's particularly very good. Kind of like everything in Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah, we've eaten there. It's not great. I will say the thing that my kids do love about Pinocchio Village House, although you don't have to eat there to do this, um, although you shouldn't do it at lunchtime because it'll be crowded. But there is that window kind of overlooking small world as the boats launch. And so, you know, kids really love to like stand up there and wave to the people going. And my kids can do that for an exorbitant amount of time. So that is a good place to be if uh, you're waiting to get your food. Um, But, you know, that is, that is a cool experience. um, And that's kind of one of those things that happened to our family that ended up being really magical, but, you know, we didn't plan it at all. Um, So, you know, if you go, in there at like three or four o'clock, there's really no one eating. And you can just, if you kind of need a break, uh, you need to relax. You can just sit there and chill for a little while, watch the boats go by, wave to some guests and uh, have some fun there. Good to know. There's also Friar's Nook, which is just kind of standard hot dogs, tater tots type stuff. That one is outside. So, you know, I've generally avoided it. Um, And it just seems like another place where you're just kind of getting food to eat so that you can keep on going. Yeah, there's a lot of places in Fantasyland. Honestly, I never even really noticed until we started, you know, preparing for this episode and didn't even know the name of Friar's Nook. But yeah, it's there. You might see it if you look for it. Yeah, I would say I think we've said this before, but, you know, either at Magic Kingdom, you are going to a table service restaurant for great experience or you're just grabbing something to keep on going. You know, we're not a bring our own food into the parks type family, but if we were, we would definitely do it at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, we are. We don't bring our food into the parks either, but we're usually like one nice meal every day, one sit down every day, and then everything else is just as fast as possible to keep going to the next rides. Right. Yeah. Forced march of happiness and hunger. Yep. <laughs> They're never hungry. They're like fueled by Mickey ice cream bars and uh, you know turkey legs. Just the the junk food, <laughs> the junk food diet. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, Leslie, I think we should uh, wrap it up here for this part of the Fantasyland Guide, because if we keep going, we're probably going to end up at like 30 minutes or something like that. So we'll save signature dining, merchandise, and early morning magic for another show. But before we finish up, do you have a Disney do or don't for us, Fantasyland related? So quick Disney do, head on over to the Tangled Bathrooms After Dark in Fantasyland. You can get a special photo pass shot there holding a lantern that is a little bit one of their magic shots so if you're getting memory maker this is a a really cool photo opportunity and the tangle bathrooms are just kind of cool too yeah uh those are right past small world and peter pan as you're making your way towards liberty square which is where we'll be going next uh bonus disney do if you are running around with a stroller i like to leave our strollers in the carousel 
at the carousel, just kind of in the middle of Fantasyland, and then do a lot of walking from there. Um, you know, kind of leave it at the carousel for all those rides on that portion. But if we're going to Storybook Circus, then we'll push our strollers over there and then leave them there and then do all the Storybook Circus stuff. So, you know, if you're running around with a stroller, I don't like pushing it around everywhere in Magic Kingdom. It's uh, best to walk or even just carry your kids after you park it in a central area like the carousel. Great tip, Joe. Okay, so that's Fantasyland Guide Part 2. You can look forward to Part 3 in a couple weeks. If you, please, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know if you have a favorite character, a quick service restaurant you like. Who or what are we ignoring? Who are we Monsters, Inc. laugh flooring? Let us know if there's a particularly good thing that you like to eat in Fantasyland that we miss or a character that we missed. You can contact us at WDW Deciphered on Twitter, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Also, if you're enjoying the show, consider supporting the ongoing work of the show by checking out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Other than that, we'll talk to you next week. And Leslie, I will see you at the Tangled Bathrooms. Thanks, Joe.